Hello again, Timberwolves fans, and welcome to episode number 25 of Timberwolves Explosion. Today is Thursday, April 2nd, 2009. It is the silver 25th episode of Timberwolves Explosion already. It has gone fairly quickly, and uh, yeah, already 25 episodes of this show. It's pretty cool. It's been a it's been a lot of fun, despite the fact this season has gone from bad to better to terrible because of you know the Al Jefferson injury was pretty much like you know the end of the line. Um, not much positivity to talk about on today's show, particularly other than Kevin Love is playing fairly well, but of course he's somebody's going to have to play well when you know. Al Jefferson's out for the year. Corey Brewer's out for the year. Mike Miller's, mm, I don't know. Mike Miller's kind of playing out of his element. Uh, Randy Foy's hurt again. Telfair's Telfair. You get the idea there. And uh, just so many other reasons. But, hey, you know, Kevin Love is playing pretty good. We're going to talk a little bit about Kevin Love in the third segment, um, how the Timberwolves are doing something kind of silly. I'll get to that at the in that final Segment, kind of silly stuff. Uh, we got five games to review. They all sucked except the New Jersey one. <laughs> Just thought I'd be frank with you about that. Um, yeah. <sighs> I'm not going to go heavily into detail because it's just too depressing on some of these. Uh, the, the Nets game, I might go a little bit. The Hawks game was one I saw from, you know, from for the most part that I saw some stuff that's just like, ugh. So, um, going to take a quick break. Uh, well, but first, before I take the break, excuse me. Um, now this is of course not to brag, and but it's something that really was exciting to me is uh, Timberwolves explosion. If you're not in my Facebook group, Paladino Live Productions, I issued a uh, message to all members, all 83 of you now. Let's get it up to about 8,300, then I'll be slightly satisfied. At least, no, I won't be satisfied with 8,300. I'd be uh, happier. <laughs> so let's get. Some people out there, members of Paladino Live Productions on Facebook, invite your friends to join Paladino Live Productions on Facebook, because I know there's a lot more of you out there that would like the shows, Timberwolves Explosion, Purple Mafia, and Brave the Wild. Do sign up on Facebook, of course, free. Um, real quick, Timberwolves Explosion, though, the message was that Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes is the number one show, or number one application of all Minnesota Timberwolves applications on iTunes. Any application, any podcast, and of course, no disrespect to any of them, especially Timberwolves Press's uh, podcast, which is really good. It's just he, uh, Alec had a, you know, he's he's got to keep up with the website. There's a lot of work to do. He's got to keep up with school. He uh, works with the Swarm, Minnesota Swarm. He's got a lot going on, uh, Alec. So, of course, no disrespect to anybody out there. I'm not trying to brag and say I'm Mr. Superstar. It's just... I love this team, despite how bad they've been the, the last couple of years and how much bad news we've had to deliver. I love this team so much, and it, it just is a thrill to me to type in Minnesota Timberwolves and see the popularity bar in front of my show with my name on it, number one, with the longest, the biggest popularity bar, and it's been that way for a week, and it looks like it's going to be a going to be there for a while, hopefully, as long as uh, you listeners allow it to be there. And uh, please tell a friend about Timberwolves Explosion. I'd appreciate it very, very much. Also, before I get into anything here, Timberwolves, or excuse me, thesportstuff.com, thesportstuff.com is the home page for Timberwolves Explosion. We always thank Dylan Richardson, as without him, there is no Timberwolves Explosion or, or any podcast at all for my matter at all. So um, 
On the front page of thesportstuff.com, simply click on the button that says TSS Boards. You click on that. That is how you can sign up for the message boards. On thesportstuff.com, you can get involved. Not just watch sports, but get involved. That is how you get that done. That's how you can vote on polls on the podcast. You can also talk about the Timberwolves, talk about anybody, politics, sports, anything. Government secrets, yeah. <laughs> I might have a show about that someday. I'll just drop that little carrot for you. Maybe someday, maybe Paladino Live will resurrect as a uh, as a truther show. <clears throat> Anyhow, we'll, that's a little another little carrot for you. Um, <laughs> so, with no further ado, if I keep rambling. Uh, real quick, one final thing: TimberwolvesPress.com. Of course, TimberwolvesPress.com. Also, nice enough to host Timberwolves Explosion. Thank you very much, Alec. Always, you have been a great help to this show. Without you, Timberwolves Explosion would not be number one on iTunes right now. So, thank you always very much. Um, so, now I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Here on the SportsStuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. Welcome back to Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 25, the silver episode of Timberwolves Explosion. A reminder for iPod users, do check out Purple Mafia. There'll be a new show up pretty soon, I'm sure, because Jay Cutler has been traded to the Chicago Bears. I'm very upset about that, actually. Very upset, because he should have been a Viking. Ridiculous. Stupid idiot Vikings. Anyhow, forgive me, Purple Mafia fans, for uh, calling the Vikings that name, but I can't help it. All right, let's get to the Timberwolves. I know. Sorry for all the digressing. <sighs> okay. Yeah, sorry to get all negative. <laughs> Monday, the 23rd of March, Minnesota goes to Atlanta and gets dismantled by 22 points. 109 to 97. Garbage. No. Straight up. Garbage. Excuse me, I don't know why I just said 22 points. I'm on something. That is 12 points. I'm really sorry. Randy Foy played in this game. Uh, he looked awfully good early on. He was 7 of 10 from the floor overall. 19 points, 2 assists, 4 rebounds. Nothing special. Looked more like a shooting guard than a point guard. Telfair looked like crap. 1 of 7 from the floor. Played only 20 minutes. And this was the last start of the season for Telfair, Gomes, Miller. Well, Miller gets back into a starting lineup later, but uh, Foy, no, and Telfair, no. Um, Kevin McHale, after this ridiculous performance, does something quite interesting. We'll get into that in the next uh, game review here. Randy Foy looked pretty good for a while. Came down gingerly, though, after making a really nice play. Now, real quick, though, he was 4 of 5 from three-point range. That was nice to see. But, uh, yeah, he came down gingerly after making a really good play. Now it's his hip is bugging him. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of Foy for now. Great. <laughs> That was the end of Foy for that particular game. Uh, nobody really played particularly well in this game other than uh, Bobby Brown was okay, 11 points. He was 3 of 5 from 3-point range, 3 of 7 overall. No 3-point shot, or excuse me, no assists. That's great for a point guard. Sheldon Williams got 3 minutes of playing time, and that's about it. Sheldon Williams is totally out of the rotation. Kevin McHale doesn't have a rip about Sheldon Williams, apparently. 
And uh, I guess that's just all she wrote for him. Craig Smith, solid game. The bench played, outplayed the starters big time. Uh, Kevin Love, though, was all right. 6 of 11 from the floor. Offensively, he did pretty good with 17 points. Only six rebounds. It's strange. It seems like Kevin Love is a starter. He doesn't rebound as much as when he came off the bench. At least that's from my vantage point. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, Grant Connor Cardinal, excuse me, was okay. 7.6 rebound game. Not bad for a guy that doesn't really put up numbers at all. Kevin Ollie with 8.4 assist game. Not bad. In about 20 minutes, he made all six of his free throws. Uh, the bench kind of kept the Wolves within somewhat of respectability, but not much. I mean, the first half was a joke. 35-18 to 18 in the second quarter. That's just total... Crap. The Timberwolves outplayed the Hawks in the second half, but that's because they were down by like 40 points. No, about 30 points. It just wasn't a good game for the Wolves. Uh, Flip Murray, a guy who was born on my exact birthday, July 29, 1979. I'm always going to bring that up when I hear Flip Murray. I always get a kick out of that. Um, crazy. He was born on the same day as me. He came off the bench and poured on 30 points in this game. 12 of 18 from the floor overall, 5 of 8 from three-point range. Man, Flip Moore, Flip Murray. Woo! Every now and then, this guy looks like he's, you know, looks really good. Look, looks like a world beater, but overall, he's an energy guy. You know, he's a microwave off the bench guy. Mike Bibby, huge like he always is against the Wolves, doing his stare at the camera when he hits a big shot to kind of say, in your face. That's basically what Mike Miller's all about, or Mike Bibby is all about. He's kind of a punk, but, uh, you know, I hated him on the Kings because, yeah, you know, the Wolves and the Kings had some classic matchups, especially that seven-game playoff series, but whatever. he He's a good player, as much of a punk as he is. He's a good player. Um, Joe Johnson, the 20 points as well. Yeah, whatever. This game wasn't pretty at all. And uh, Kevin McHale has had enough of the starters. So now as we go into the next game, Wednesday at Philadelphia, they promised some uh, major changes. We got some major changes, folks. Look at the starting lineup. Kevin Ollie, starting point guard. Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown, starting shooting guard. Craig Smith, the starting center. All six foot seven of Craig Smith started at center. That's smart. <laughs> I don't know, man. Rodney Carney, starting at small forward, Brian Cardinal at power forward. Now, Rodney Carney handled the starting spot pretty well, as did Craig Smith. Craig Smith is nice as a starter. He's got that good energy, especially early on. Um, Minnesota was actually pretty competitive in this game. It was a 96-88 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. Kevin Ollie played 23 minutes as a starter. Bobby Brown only got nine and a half minutes, even though he started. And he didn't score. He got a turnover. Okay, nice job auditioning and uh, way to handle prosperity, as P.A. Paul Allen of KFAN would say. Way to handle prosperity, Bobby. Come on, man. You're given a starting spot in the game, and you, and that's your performance? Yuck. Craig Smith fouled out. That sucks. <laughs> Kevin Love to the bench did pretty good. 5 of 8 from the floor. 12.9 rebound, 2 blocks, and 2 steals. Not bad. It's a pretty good game for Kevin Love off the bench. Mike Miller, only six points, but he got five rebounds to go with it. And he blocked three shots, which is insane. Telfair reduced to only 18 minutes and stunk. Two-point, two-assist game, one of six from the floor. Yeah, whatever. Telfair is a backup, and that's where he should be for the rest of his career. He's not a starter, and uh, the only reason he was starting is because this team has no true point guard. Kevin Ollie is a second- to third-string guy, you know. 
pretty much a third-string guy on a decent team. That's pretty much what Kevin Alley is. I think he's a better coach than a player, really, at this point in his career. Um, Foy coming off the bench, 8.4 rebounds. One of ten from the floor. One of ten for Randy Foy. And he played 30, almost 36 minutes. Yeah, that's just okay. Ryan Gomes' shot continues to uh, evade him all of a sudden. Now he can't shoot. Two of 11 from the floor. <sighs> Wolves shot 36% in this game. It was pretty ugly. I mean, look at these guys. There's a reason why they're on the bench. I mean, look at them. Look, look at the starters. They shot over 50%. The subs shot about 20%. The former starters, the subs, shot about 20%. Pathetic. That is unbelievable. Um, Philadelphia didn't fare much better. They shot about 41%. Player of the game was Thaddeus Young, big time. This guy is a nice young player. 29-point game for Thaddeus Young. He's a little one-dimensional. Uh, he's a nice defender. I guess he's their version of uh, of uh, Rodney Carney. Only three rebounds. Three steals, though, so not that. that's the good part. No assists, not that many rebounds. Um Man, he got to the line quite a bit, 11 of 14 at the line. Now, Williams is a nice backup point guard, looking good. Uh, Andre Miller is a guy that Trent Tucker would like to see the Wolves pursue in the offseason. That wouldn't be a bad idea, a true point guard and a veteran. Only two assists in, in about 35 minutes on this particular day, though. Not the greatest. Uh, Willie Green, I don't know why he's still starting. Overrated, six points in 20 minutes. Uh, Dalibert's had a really down year. He didn't do much better. He made all three of his shots. Yeah, all three of them. I don't know why the uh, 76ers wouldn't take advantage of the undersized Craig Smith, who fouled out in this game. But uh, whatever. That's 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 their choice. Hey, their choice. That's probably why the Wolves are in this game, because of uh, bad strategy. I don't know what they're thinking. But who cares? The 76ers beat us anyway. That's what matters the most. So now we're going to move on. Oh, oh, just looking at this one. <laughs> Friday the 27th, Timberwolves go to Cleveland. Yeah, who have lost one game all year. Right, right. Yeah, this will be easy. Kevin Love returns to the starting lineup along with Ryan Gomes, who Ryan Gomes' shooting touch has just totally evaded him. Two of seven from the floor, seven points. He got four steals somehow in this game, though. Tailfair, 3 of 10. Why is he shooting so much off the bench? Foy shot the ball 16 times in this game. He did manage to get 18 points because he was 5 of 9 from 3-point range. That's where all of his points came from. Overall, he, man, overall not not that great. Foy is just not the same guy since he had that ankle injury, and uh, his game was starting to disappear before that anyway. Cardney, not even close to the same performance in the previous game when he got to start. As I said, Love back in the starting lineup. Looked all right. 18.6 rebound game. The points are there, but the rebounds are down again. Strange. Very strange indeed with uh, Kevin Love. I don't know why he's not rebounding as much as he used to. Craig Smith had a little energy off the bench, but who cares? Cleveland, this game, Cleveland was just toying with us the whole time. It was just like, uh, you know, it was just like... uh, (laughs) The top team in the state versus, you know, a couple of, versus a bunch of eighth graders, if you're looking at kind of, you know, like at the playground, you know. It was like Minneapolis North in the uh, in the 90s going against uh, a bunch of eighth graders. That's basically what this was. Total, just, it was just a game to Cleveland, man. It was just, they were just having fun. 
and try not to get hurt, basically. LeBron James, just, you know, <laughs> this guy is just amazing. Uh, Magic Johnson made kind of a crazy comment thinking that LeBron James could average a triple-double. He thinks it's going to happen at some point in his career that he will average a triple-double for a season. No, I disagree. Uh, John Barry said that on the uh, ABC. This was two days later, of course. I'm just bringing it up since we're talking about the Cavs right now. Um, no, LeBron James is not going to average a triple-double. There's no way. He's averaging seven rebounds, seven assists a game. I know those are really nice numbers, just awesome numbers to go with about 29 points a game, but no, you don't just increase three rebounds and three assists a game overnight. That's not going to happen. Um, and he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that. Well, he's averaging about eight rebounds a game, but still, still, you know, you don't just add that just because. And uh, LeBron is not as worried about stats as he is about winning, or at least so he says. I don't know. We're just going to have to see what happens. Uh, Alec believes that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win the NBA title. He might not be wrong. This is a pretty damn good team. And uh, the minute they signed Mo Williams, I picked the Cleveland Cavaliers to win their division. And uh, I didn't, of course, I didn't see Detroit toppling as badly as they did because they traded their best player, Chauncey Billups, for the garbage sixth man named Allen Iverson. Yeah, did I just did I just say that out loud? I did. That's about what Allen Iverson's going to be. I think he's whatever. You know, Allen Iverson is not somebody I've ever been a really a huge fan of, except maybe really early in his career. Um, yeah, Detroit killed themselves, and that's why Cle- you know that's not why Cleveland's winning the division. It's because Cleveland's awesome, but uh, still, it's just <laughs> it made me more right than I than I than I. Than, than ever, I guess. You know, just by default. It was an accident. <laughs> Cleveland just terrific this year. They are a legitimate NBA championship can, uh, candidate. Though I do still, I'm still going to stick with the Boston Celtics because I'm a man of my word. Boston Celtics are going to repeat as champions, in my opinion. Joe Smith and Wally Zerbiak. Zerbiak not playing in this game. He has virtually disappeared. As we're going to just talk a couple of old Timberwolves here. Joe Smith, though, plays with a lot more energy. On these Cleveland Cavaliers, the last couple of years when he went to Chicago a year or two ago and uh, wound up with Cleveland via trade and then trade again, you know, kind of back and forth in all these crazy, uh, the crazy musical chairs game that uh, NBA has been doing the last couple of years here. Um, Joe Smith plays with a lot more energy at this point in his career when he's 33 years old than he ever did with the Timberwolves. I'm kind of jealous. I'm kind of jealous. Zerbiak plays like he's just, he's he's done. Um, he's certainly not going to be making $13 million next year. That's for sure. Let's get off this game. It was just a complete <laughs> embarrassment. Cleveland hammering the Timberwolves into submission. And then the unexpected happens, at least somewhat unexpected. Uh, New Jersey on the downtrend is uh, Rusty, Russell Rusty Bennett of the crossover, outstanding show on the sportsstuff.com with PMAC, who is the Knicks guy. New Jersey Nets are absolutely on the downtrend in a big way. And it's too bad because this is a nice, improving team. It really was. Uh, they still have a good prospect for the future, though. I mean, I think they have a pretty good chance to be decent. Carter had 36 points in this game, as he always seemed to do against the Wolves in the past. He'd always brag about he's going to kick Wally's ass, you know. He's going to score 40 on him. <laughs> uh, I won't even go there, but it was entertaining, I guess, at the point in time. 
Jets Carter has become a better team player since going to New Jersey, but um, this was the Wolves' night, though. This was the Wolves' night. We can finally say it again. Mike Miller looked exactly like what Timberwolves fans have been begging for the whole year. Returns to the starting lineup, 8 of 14 from the floor, 3 of 4 from three-point range, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 22 points. Mike Miller, a guy who almost got to go to the New Jersey Nets, as uh, Rusty was talking about when he reviewed this same game on his show, the crossover. Um, man, very good game for Mike Miller indeed. Kevin Ollie still starting, 9.7 assist game, actually pretty good game for Kevin Ollie, actually very good. Jason Collins, who started the last game and did hardly anything. Same thing in this one. He got one rebound in 23 minutes. That's pretty lame. Four points, two of three from the floor. Kevin Love with a 16.11 rebound game. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, but certainly not rookie of the year material. As I'll just, uh, that's a little tease for later. Uh, Ryan Gomes, kind of looking like the Ryan Gomes he's been the last month or so as he's averaged about 19 points a game the last month not bad at all but shot a little too much 7 of 18 from the floor 7 of 18 from the floor so yes he shot a little too much and I know I say that every time but he does shoot too much (laughs) um man but it's all right I guess as long as we win and he got his 21 point game had a little trouble though with foul trouble five Personal fouls still managed to play about 35 minutes though, so that's cool. Rodney Carney was awesome off the bench of the 19-point game, seven of 13, three of nine from three-point range. She kind of jacking up the threes a little bit, but this was the three-point night for the Wolves, who shot 50 percent, 10 of 20 from three-point range, 51 percent overall from the floor. Really fun game for the Wolves. A 108-99 victory was really fun to watch. Randy Foy out. With injury yet again, uh, this guy's not healthy, and the Wolves are doing the right thing by taking Foy out. Just sit him down. I think it's 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 over anyway. Telfair having his best game in a while. Ten point six assist game, three of four from the floor. That was actually a pretty darn good game for Sebastian Telfair and two steals. So can hear a little clap from me in the background. Not bad, Sebastian Telfair. I will man up anytime Telfair plays well. I'm going to give him credit. Um, He's not the worst player in the world, but he gets on my nerves sometimes. All right. Let's get to the fifth game. Let's get to the fifth game. A 108-88 spanking at the hands of the Dallas Mavericks. This one also in the target center. Dirk Nowitzki was Dirk Nowitzki. 23.12 rebound game. 11 of 19 from the floor overall. Just dominated the Wolves. Kevin Love, though, had Kevin Garnett numbers. He went against Eric Dampier, and he took advantage of him. 9-17 to 17 from the floor, 23.12 rebound performance. Those are Kevin Garnett numbers there, folks. If you go with three assists, that's also a little bit like KG. You know, it's, Kevin Love is a nice passer. Certainly not comparing him to Mr. Garnett, but uh, he's got some similar traits. Like, he, he's a very emotional guy, like Kevin Garnett was. Um, gets down on himself sometimes if, if something doesn't, Go so go so well, uh, but uh, a, a joy to watch, and he cares about his teammates, and and it shows. Good job, Kevin Love. Mike Miller also had a game like that. Nice stat filler, fifteen point eight rebound, six assist performance. But uh, the main frame of the story, though, this game was over before it started. It was thirty six to twenty one at the end of the first quarter. 
So whatever. What was the point? You know. <laughs> okay, I've said whatever about forty times in this episode. I I apologize. It's just. What do you expect? This team has been getting their butts handed to them like for about two months now since Al Jefferson got hurt. Teams have pretty much come in and with their uh, <laughs> they've come in with their sledgehammers to crush this team, and it, it's not fun. Not fun to see. Not at all. Um, we're just getting bullied by teams, except for on rare occasion. Uh, Telfair back to his old self, two of nine from the floor in about 30 minutes, though he did manage to get six assists. So, all right. Cool. Rodney Carney returns to the starting lineup and plays well, at least statistically, with the 14.9 rebound deal, but he did shoot too much, just like Ryan Gomes. 5 of 15 for Carney, 7 of 16 for Gomes. And, uh, yeah, they endured some major runs by these Dallas Mavericks team, who still has a decent amount of talent with their 44-win, 30-loss season. Um a team that is very big, very much in danger of missing the playoffs. They got hammered by the Cleveland Cavaliers on Sunday when they were killing the Cavs early on and ended up losing by about 26. So that tells you something about the Cavaliers and the Mavericks. Which team is the better team there? It's pretty easy to tell. Um, but overall, nice to see Kevin Love play well. I mean, it's encouraging, and I Rodney Carney has got to come back to the Timberwolves. They, they had Kirk Snyder last year. He performed well, and they let him go. Rodney Carney is even better than Kirk Snyder, uh, certainly more athletic, and he can hit the three-point shot, though he shot the three-pointer way too many times, two of eight. A little happy with that uh, little trigger finger there with uh, Carney. But this guy can play, and I want him back. As there was some talk about will he be back next year. He needs to be back, period, end of story. Rodney Carney. Needs to return to the Wolves. So they said it about 18 times there. And, uh, yeah, that's so badly I want that to take place. So that's going to be the end of the game reviews. Um, not much good news to talk about there other than that Nets game was refreshing. But that's about all there is to it. We took advantage of a team that wasn't playing well. So um, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll have a short little segment about Kevin Love right after this. <laughs> Here on thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 25, and uh, that was a reminder for iPod users, do check out Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild podcast, available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. All right, well, Kevin Love, the Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> this is uh, kind of interesting, Minnesota Timberwolves are uh, doing a campaign they're rolling out a Rookie of the Year campaign for Kevin Love. Rookie of the Year campaign for Kevin Love. Um, Kevin Love's numbers this year. Now he he's all right. He he's he's having a excuse me. I cannot talk for some strange reason. All of a sudden, um, Kevin Love is overall having a pretty good year. His overall stats for the season 
Well, he's been durable, and that is really nice. He's he's uh, been played all 75 games, averaged about 25 and a half minutes a game. Now you do got to factor in Al Jefferson was hurt, so his minutes went up. But uh, for the season, 11.2 points, nine rebounds a game, less than a, about half a, about half a block and one assist a game. Um, I think the assist numbers will go up overall, but uh, let's look at his numbers after. The, uh, the all-star break here. Now, before the all-star break, he averaged about 9.4 points, 8.8 rebounds. Those are all right numbers. Certainly not rookie of the year. Afterwards, about 15 points and 9.5 rebounds a game. Very good numbers, to be honest. Very good numbers. That was 24 games. His minutes increased by about 5 minutes a game to almost 29 minutes a game. Not too bad. Uh, in December, he struggled mightily. His shooting percentage went down to about 38 in uh, November, about 38 as well, actually. As the number is certainly not there, eight points a game in uh, November, six points a game in December. January, he started to really turn things around in 14 games. He averaged 12.6 points, 10 rebounds. February, 12.2 points, 10 rebounds. But in March, almost 16 points, 9.6 rebounds. But I'm sorry, folks, that does not equate to rookie of the year to me, and I don't know why the Wolves are doing this other than there's got to be something positive to talk about regarding the Minnesota Timberwolves because, yeah, the economy sucks, so we're going to lower 95% of the ticket price. So that sounds kind of familiar to a certain presidential candidate talking about lowering 95% of, of Americans' taxes. Not sure that uh, I trust him on that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that, but uh, I don't know what they're doing here. I just don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, here's a quote here. Well, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read part of this article by John Corris. I'm not even going to say it. John K. I'll just say it. I'm not even going to pronounce his name. He's an AP sports writer. Um, Krasinski. There we go. I think I might have it right. John Krasinski. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of him before. Um, he says, at least, or excuse me, Kevin Love, the best new product of 2008-09. At least that's how the Minnesota Timberwolves are touting their excellent rookie forward in a spoof infomercial. The team is distributing as a campaign for Rookie of the Year honors. Oh, boy. <laughs> in the short video for that features highlights, stats, and plenty of infomercial cheese, hmm. Love is touting Mr. Love Miracle Glass Cleaner. A product, he says, helps him clean the glass consistently, consistently, excuse me, to a streak-free shine. Uh, <laughs> I've had so much success that people keep asking me, Kevin, how do you keep the backboard so clean? Love says with his best impersonation of a campy commercial <laughs> host, well, today I'm here to share that secret with all of you. I can't even, <laughs> I don't know if I can even continue even, <laughs> this is too silly for words. Uh, Kevin Love's rebounds have dropped significantly since he's been a starter, if you, you know, <laughs> overall. Well, his total numbers are about the same as he was when he was a backup, and his minutes have increased, so I don't know. I don't know what they're. I don't know what the point of all this is. Mr. Love Glass Keener will give you, will give you that clean, streak-free glass every time you use it. A voiceover gushes, and Mr. Love does all the work for you. All right, yeah, let's just leave that alone. Um, he's he's had a really nice season, and he's improved dramatically over the course of time. His confidence has gone up, and I'm I'm 
very happy with Kevin Love, and I do think he's going to have a long and uh, successful career in the NBA. May even be an All Star at some point, but um, <laughs> I don't know. This is a meaningless attempt at some type of positive publicity, some type of positive PR regarding the Timberwolves. Um, no, no. He's going to probably be about third or fourth, I'll say, for Rookie of the Year honors. Uh, number one is probably going to be Derrick Rose, Chicago Bulls. Number two is going to probably be O.J. Mayo. And I know a million times over you got Mike Miller and Kevin Love for O.J. Mayo, not just Kevin Love straight up. But, uh, yeah, it it doesn't matter. We're talking about the Rookie of the Year, and it's Derrick Rose. Without, without a doubt, to me, he's a super talented guy, and he's the number one dude. Congratulations to Brian Cush. Of the uh, the Bulls Podcasters dot com. Now, Izzy has made the move over to that website. Uh, yeah, that show, or I mean, not that show. That uh, Derek Rose is the, is the real deal, and uh, yeah, you got a chance to have a nice future with that guy over there in Chicago. Really good prospects over there with Derek Rose. Um, O.J. Mayo has definitely dropped off of late, but I don't think that means Kevin Love all of a sudden is the leader for Rookie of the Year. It's just a hopeless uh, campaign to make things look a little more positive for the Wolves, maybe sell some tickets and uh, generate some positive PR. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know. No, no disrespect to Kevin Love or any of you fans out there that love Kevin, that love Kevin Love. <laughs> Pun intended on that. But, uh, no, he's not the rookie of the year, and all of us know it. But uh, I've already said he's going to have a very successful career, and I could even see him making the all-star team at some point in time, at least a couple times in his career. I absolutely could see it happening, as uh, all indications point to that at this point in time. So ultimately, we're just going to have to see how things go. Um, I'm going to have Marcus the Forecaster, as I confirmed. I will have Marcus the Forecaster at some point be it the episode 26 or 27, whichever episode is the official wrap-up of the regular season for your Minnesota Timberwolves. Of course, there is no postseason. We will discuss the season as a whole. We will discuss the future of the Timberwolves. We're going to sit down and have a conversation with Marcus the Forecaster. He will co-host Timberwolves Explosion with me, Paladino Joey, at that point in time. And uh, I'm about to go hang out with him, so (laughs) we're going to call it a day. I hope you enjoyed this show. Thanks again to Dylan Richardson and Alec. Thank you always for helping me get this show up and running and for getting the name out there. Thanks again, and we will talk to you again soon. All of you, take care. <laughs>